it's another exciting episode of your show good evening guys it's the first of december and we were not planning to miss it for anything in the world you're welcome to a whole new month it's it's the holidays it's the holiday season and i know a lot of you have a lot of things planned out for this holiday and i cannot wait to see how it all unfolds my name is Mbila Snellis and you're welcome to your show yes guys so i missed I miss everything that has been going on in the country right now from the white paper release of the NSAS protest panel that was set up the day and year and date that Nigerians, as a matter of fact, the international community, the whole wide world will never forget. And of course, plus 2022, it's already here with us in 2021, ladies and gentlemen, as we anticipate the removal of the first subsidy by the federal government there have been a lot of deliberations going on as to whether or not this subsidy will be removed i remember the last time this subsidy was removed was during the, the regime of um dr good luck jonathan sir about that post and when it was removed there were a lot of protests going on as to why the subsidy will be removed and that's making it expensive and all of that and now again it is back here and now and Nigerians are asking these questions. There are ways to make this premium spirit available. There is a way to make it available to every motorist out there. Refineries can be set up in the geopolitical zones. Some people are suggesting that. Why some people are suggesting a whole lot of opinion on people's mind as to making uh, making sure that it's available and all of that. And of course, there is Niger Delta. Um, saga with the refineries um with the production and all of that in fact the niger data they are soliciting that they be given permission to also refine you know fuel over there in the niger delta than rather than taking it all the way from niger delta and then down to the refineries the north and the rest of it because they are asking for that same permission because same permission was also granted to the northerners for the mining of gold in uh the deserts not kano and the rest of them so niger Delta is also is also asking for the same permission to be granted to them for them to mine and all of that then plus i told you 2022 is already here with us with the force of city removal we're going to see how it is going to go whether the federal government will listen to the plea of nigerians and not make this exceedingly high because right now it's it is at 162 but they are anticipating that even subsidy be removed is going to be up to three more than 300 naira. That practically means um, a distance whereby people usually pay 50 naira, while probably going to be paying 250 naira or 200 naira at, at most. And you know, our people have this culture of making things escalate more than it, it is. Like if it was bad. We tend to even make it worse by putting up ridiculous prices. Already, the season is here and prices are already up. I fear what we're going to face this holidays with the hikes and prices and all of that. Well, of course, we're back at it again. We thought COVID was gone. We had the second phase, but we thought it was gone. But then we were already feeling like we're in the post-COVID era. And all of a sudden, there's a top variant, Omicron. And Nigeria is already recording. Nigeria is already having at least 
five persons who are perceived to have this virus and i am slowing down right now because this is no longer funny it just came when did we already acquire some so i right now canada malawi they have stopped nigerians from coming into their country and already you know this is to be honest let's be honest with ourselves i'm not gonna be like other media houses that do not say how it has really affected nigerians or how it really affect nigerians because we tend to cover up the news and all of that ladies and gentlemen a lot of nigerians are migrating to canada as we speak and they are still migrating because they are all looking for a better living because they are all searching for greener pastures i know we have audiences outside of nigeria i'm telling you guys what is really going on right now a lot of people are going over i'm moving over i'm migrating to canada yes and now that we're having this news of the over already in nigeria and then we are no longer granted access it's more like we're all stuck in here wow we can only wish that it's going to get better from here we cannot we cannot wish for worse we are wishing that it's going to get better from here but i do not know where nigerians where the federal government got this figure from i just hope that it's it vanishes and because what happened during the covid phase is something that nobody's ever going to forget he affected everyone he affected the child the the unborn child the the it affected every single person he affected every sector so we are not praying for something like this to happen again because we are yet to recover from the one that has already happened much more another one hitting us please we do not want a third wave a third wave, whatever it's called omicron whatever it is called we do not want it we pray that the universe will ward it away what it what it off from us okay guys moving on i have we we have like three three exceptional stories three touching stories stories that will really really get across to you so stay tuned with me keep it locked don't go nowhere so by 2030 there will be lack of teachers trust me because we all know we we love our teachers teachers they are probably one of the most important professions ever we have the teachers and then we have the health sector those sector they are probably the most important sector in every economy and welcome back guys it's your show and my name is imbela stanlesson before i want to break we were talking about the lack of teachers by 2030 and we all know that teachers are one of the most important profession one of the most important career very difficult career at that but one of the most important talking about the health sector education teachers are the best doctors and nurses they pour their heart out there they do their best to save lives as well as the the forces as well, the, the military and all of that. So teachers are also one of the best because one, they impact knowledge. They are one of the first tutors that a, a child will have while growing up and all of that. Now, by 2030, there are going to be lack of teachers. Now, what the problem 
or the question I'm asking myself is, why is there going to be lack of teachers? Is it because people no longer say, I want to be a teacher, I want to be a doctor? Is it that youths, people, children are no longer interested in this profession? Is it that they do not see any value or in their teachers or they do not dream to be like their teachers or they do not want to be like their teachers? And if that is going to be the case, that means that a lot of people are shying away from this profession for certain reasons. Maybe reasons of not being paid well, not being treated well, and if the standard of education is falling and it's not on the rise and all of that. So I think one or two things that contributed to us having less teachers is because of the presence of COVID-19 in our society today, which happened and there were no physical contact of any sort and people had to resort to e-learning and homeschooling. You know, before now, home homeschooling was a thing, but it wasn't that rampant, it wasn't that general. I think homeschool was something that parents usually have a hard decision to just decide it, they just do it. You have very few parents opting for homeschool. But when COVID hit, it dawned on us that e-learning is something we're going to be doing. Learning online is something we're going to be doing. And, and in fact, it's something that has come to stay because distant learning is also part of it. And when you find yourself in a community or in a society or in a place or at work or a job that you feel you still want to continue your education even as you work to survive and all of that, so I think e-learning, homeschooling is something that has come to stay, but I do not think it should contribute to, you know, reducing the number of teachers because right now schools are back. We're back to physical contact in schools, even though there is the presence of face masks and a lot of sanitizing, washing of hands regularly. But the fact is that teachers are back, education system is back, even though it's not back 100 percent but then you see that Elon is is kind of you know reducing the number of teachers and all of that it's it's i mean everything is going digital now so moving down quickly to uh the story that i told you about that we have intriguing stories for today's episode before we move to that mtn is giving up a share of over 500 and something million up for sale and it will be selling at 160 naira per share and offer is up from 1st of december till 14th of december so if you want to be a, a shareholder i think this is your opportunity to go buy some shares in mtn mtn is uh, is something that has come to stay in nigeria is a network that i feel will not be going anywhere anytime soon so i think this is an opportunity if you're one of those people who loves investing in shares there you have it so moving down to the story the first story for tonight the first story for tonight is about a deaf single mom suffering from postpartum depression a deaf single mom suffering from postpartum depression you might be wondering, what is postpartum depression? It simply means postnatal depression. It's a depression that occurs after childbirth. You know, we know a lot about 
uh, about depression, but most times it doesn't just happen. There are certain things that might just lead to, there are certain factors that might just lead to depression and then it sets up. But this time around, it's a depression that occurs after childbirth. Those who develop postpartum depression are at greater risk of developing major depression later on in life. Wow. So this is roughly a kickstart. This is more like the prime. Like, if you are, you know, less unfortunate enough to suffer from postpartum depression as a mom. Meanwhile, this story is about a single mom. Remember, it's a single mom, a deaf single mom, who is suffering from postpartum depression. Now imagine a deaf mom who is depressed. I fear for this child. But at the end of the day, I'm happy she got out of it because there was a little family, a certain lady who takes care of women who are deaf. Of course, um, she's an interpreter. She understands the sign language. She's a sign language interpreter. So I think this is her way of giving back to society. And she reaches out to a lot of, you know, people who are deaf, dumb, and all of that. And she is very particular about the women and about nursing mothers. So she helps them get through it and all of that. Now, the story of this depressed, depressed single mom, it actually happened that when she got pregnant, everybody abandoned her. Uh, there was no one around, but father, loved one, no one, even the father of the child. It's She was just alone in the world. And then she was going through all of these stuff. And then finally she gives birth and then depression set in. She was narrating that she will be in the house, lost, carried away, lost in thoughts, crying, like feeling sad about the whole situation, about how her life turned out. She wouldn't know that her newborn baby was crying in the middle of the night and the newborn baby would keep up crying. Oh my God, God bless her soul, a beautiful baby girl. She was crying all through the night and the mother was lost in thoughts. She's there, she couldn't hear nothing. And she's lost in thoughts and she couldn't hear her baby crying. As a matter of fact, it was even neighbors that came to wake her up by throwing stones at her house. You know, so they threw stones at the windows and all of that to get her attention so that she'll be able to attend to her crying child. Wow, such a sad story. So, like I said earlier, postnatal depression is a depression that occurs after childbirth. It's very common. In fact, it's a very common case. And we usually have 1.5 million cases every year in Nigeria. So it is that common. Talking about a single mom, talking about teenage mothers, talking about people who happen to get into uh, premarital relationships and then they get pregnant. Talking about all this sort of people um women who happen to get pregnant by chance or circumstances or whatever the case surrounding the pregnancy might be is amounting up to 1.5 million cases every year in nigeria this figure is increasingly high guys and i fear i fear that a lot of children are going through a lot and it's as a result of their mothers going through this postpartum depression and i'm wondering why 
a woman who is pregnant this is i mean this is a this is the time and moment that she needs all the love she can get she needs all the love she can get she needs all the strength she can gather she needs people around her to support her she needs people around her to tell her that she can do it and she can make it oh dear lord i cannot express the pain of pregnancy but when i see a pregnant woman and the pain that comes with it and and how it is i i visited a hospital one time and i happened to bump into a labor room <laughs> i couldn't stand it i just had to run away from that place because the the scream oh lord how much more when it's just you this time around you have people around you who'll be like hold on there you're gonna make it you have the husband by the side supporting you being supportive the family loving you and all of that how much more and then you're crying like that and screaming like that and the pain is that is shaving how much more than people one a woman who has the one around her i can't even think of it now this condition is treatable by medical profession and it's usually a, a medium-term uh, case it's being resolved within months it's also requires a medical diagnosis of course and it's 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 it it's it requires more than this okay i feel it requires it requires medical attention but then it requires love it requires a lot of things it requires a lot of things so um there are symptoms of ppd uh shortly called and the symptoms might include isomania loss of appetite intense irritability difficulty in bonding with the baby of course a lot of women might experience anger anxiety guilt hopelessness loss of interest or pleasure in activities mood swings panic attack they will cry all the time they'll be restless they will lose their appetite they will wait they will gain weight or even lose weight depending on body structure and there's going to be lack of concentration or wanted thoughts depression or fear insomnia or rumination oh my goodness these symptoms are just too much and of course thank goodness it is treatable it is treatable first and foremost the treatment i recommend for this sort of depression is love family care that is the most important treatment and then you can go down to therapy and of course therapy includes support group just in case this person has no family or is an orphan you talk of support groups cognitive behavioral therapy psychoeducation and psychotherapy all these things are ways you can get them treated okay and there'll be counseling of course there'll be medications to help mother and child sleep and there'll be also relaxation technique of all sorts and and that wow ppd is a very severe case having found out that over 1.5 million persons will have over 1.5 million cases every year in nigeria that's too many so if you're looking for help or you're seeking for help you can go to primary care providers uh, they're going to prevent, diagnose, and of course treat you. You can go to gynecologists, you can go to clinical psychology, you can go to psychiatrists. You know, there are some people that go through this depression and they run mad. Funny enough. 
so i think it's something that really needs to be looked into please if there's a pregnant woman around you do not be aggressive do not be harsh show her love do what you can just do the best you can and i'm urging every partner and spouse out i don't even need to urge them and you know encourage them because bringing a child into the world is something that is it's a it's a very delicate situation is a situation that needs both parties to agree for them to say okay we're ready to have a baby we're ready to bring in a sec um you know a third party into our lives and raising a child bearing one is a whole lot of responsibility so every pregnant woman around you needs care they need support they need love give them as much as you can and moving down to our second story for tonight one time i said that the the female species sorry the the woman you know we have man and then we have the woman formed out of man the woman are the endangered man we are the endangered man i i i want to say call it the endangered species look at us going through pbd and look at us going through sexual assaults and sexual abuses every day from the opposite sex okay here's a story here's a sec our second story for tonight i told you we have intriguing stories for tonight and it's coming more from the sports angle so um Peng dropped out of public view after raising the allegations about former Vice Premier Zangoli in November 2nd on her social media posting that was quickly taken down by Chinese authorities. Before we proceed, you should know that there are certain social media platforms that are being banned in certain countries, especially China. China has China has a lot of, you know, social media um, bans. They have a lot of apps that they don't allow in their country. They have a lot of um, cyber rights that they fo- in fact you are restricted from posting a whole lot of things. So Pen posted on her social media page and of course Chinese authorities took it down. The post was about she said she was being assaulted by a former vice premier Zangoli. That's a very respectable and high position in china and peng unfortunately the leadership in china has not addressed this very serious issue in any credible way wta chairman and ceo steve simon wrote in a statement distributed by the tour so while we now know that that where peng is we are hoping that she is safe because when she posted that sorry about that when she posted that and it was brought down by the chinese authorities everybody felt that man this girl is not okay but then steve simon got across to her and you know is giving us the assurance that she is fine but we know that she is not fine because we know that asian countries uh, are very strict and disciplined when it comes to certain matters Hmm. I feel for Peng at this moment. I feel for her. I really feel for her because it's it's. I don't really know how to go about this issue because she's a woman. 
one she's vulnerable two she is she she is that girl who is striving to shine in her little corner she's an athlete she is it requires a lot of energy physical energy emotional energy mental energy to be an athlete go to the track and field events go try out one go see how it is as a woman and you will understand the angle that i'm coming from she puts in a lot of hard work for for her to be what she is she puts in a lot of hard work for her to be what she is and then she is now being faced with all these sort of things things that sexual assault by an authority as high as that i mean these are people that should be lifting you up and not bringing you down yes so i'm just i'm just so like i feel for her right now we just hope that she is okay now you're asking who peng is peng shuai is a chinese professional tennis player and in february 2014 she was ranked number one doubles player by the wta becoming the first chinese tennis player to achieve that ranking she has already set a goal she has already made a name for herself she is picked at number 14 of the singles rankings in august 2011 and she has won two singles and 22 doubles ladies and gentlemen 35 years old Peng shui i present to you she has already made a lot of history and good marks. She has, she has represented her country well, China. So why must she be faced with this sort of assault? And if she is being faced with this sort of assault, why are you denying her the opportunity to talk about it? If you happen to come across victims of rape and other vices that i do not want to talk about talking about female circumcision early child marriage child marriage and unwanted pregnancies abortion laws and other you see that there are a lot of traumas to that now pain has already made a name for herself she has made a name for her country she has represented her country well and now she is even being denied the opportunity to to cry and express how she feels she it's more like you can't even cry i hurt you you can't even cry hush little girl wow my heart goes out to bang and i just hope that she will come out of this strong i hope the wto will not back down on this one i hope they will not back down on this one i hope they will keep on reaching out to her and making sure that she is okay our prayers are with you pain and we hope that you come out of this because uh, the trauma that comes with all of this of course uh preceding episode we're, we're going to talk about i've talked about this in former episodes and we're still going to talk about this more and more because it is something that affects both the male child the female child it is something that affects humanity so i think she should be given an opportunity to express how she feels so that she can heal same issue we had with simone when she was being assaulted by her coach and the moment she came out to speak out a lot of victims also 
came to talk about it and they were set free from that trauma. They started healing. Remember, healing does not start until the victims talk about it, until they can cry about it, until they can share what they felt and express their feelings. That is actually when healing starts. So suppressing her, not allowing her to speak, not allowing people to reach out to her. Oh Lord, my heart goes out to pain. Speaking of the woman race, why others are trying and fighting to overcome one trauma or the other, Xiomara Castro is poised to become the first female president of Honduras. Yes, congratulations to her. General elections were held in Honduras on 28th of November 2021, and among the positions being contested is the president of Honduras, the head of state of Honduras. Yes. So, and uh, Castro, congratulations to you, girl. You are making us proud. Yes. And she's, she has already started making promises as to how the government is going to play out. She's already promising to fight corruption and to relax abortion laws. Wow, such intriguing stories. These sort of stories make me want to stay up at night and think and look for ways on how to reach out to these people, help them heal. Not only them, but to other victims out there. Okay, if you're out there and you're going through something, you're depressed or you've been sexually assaulted by someone whom you are scared of, whom you are afraid of, please reach out to support groups, people that can listen to you. If you feel your family around cannot listen to you because they feel you're a girl, you don't know what you're saying, reach out to the authorities, reach out to someone, don't die in silence. Because the moment you start speaking up, that is the moment you're going to start healing. Thank you so, so much for staying with me, guys. Up to you now. You do have a beautiful day. My name is Abilas Nellis. And until I come your way again on my next episode, be kind to one another. It's the first day of Christmas, second day of Christmas. Make sure you pronounce your wishes. Santa might just be by the corner to look at the ones who have been naughty and the ones who have been good, and they will definitely get a Christmas present. Thank you, guys. Have a beautiful day.